Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Hello. Hi. All right, so what are you doing right now, Peyton? Painting rocks. Okay, so you guys. my new paint pens. Okay, these are literally the coolest things, and I'm not just saying that. Um, They're called Maggie, for all the moms and dads, M-A-G-I, acrylic paint marker. And we got them on Amazon, right? Yep. And you can paint on cups, rocks, eggs. Anything. Yeah. It's just so cool. I never... Anyways, I was just like... don't oh. do it on walls because it's permanent. Okay. Well, I thought... But not on your hands. I saw them. I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, no. These are, like, sickly addicting. And if you're an adult, you are going to love it. It is, like, the coolest gift to give a kid or an adult. <laughs> like, older kid. How old do you say you would have to be to have them? Maybe, like... So eight or nine. You're eight. You don't think a seven-year-old would be old enough? Maybe not. Yeah? Or like a really mature six-year-old who knows how to follow the rules and won't mix the paint yeah. colors. Because yeah. you, you have to make sure that you wait um, <clears throat> for the paint to be dried if you're going to color on top of it, right? But the coolest thing is when you're coloring, if you make a mistake, you just wait for it to dry and you go back over the color that you colored on top of and it goes away. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite part. But these pens are so cool. I'm actually going to give them to all of my educators and my company. I have a company. What do I do, Peyton? Lashes. Yep. It's called Soko Lashes, and I have a company, and if any of my educators are listening to this, you have to act really surprised, but I'm going to put these in their gift baskets for our trip this year, and they're going to be like, huh? But they're really cool. Good to purchase? Yeah. Cool. Okay. We are on Bye Bye Ballet. We're saved, hissed Ivy, pulling Bean towards her. Saved from what? Bean hissed back. Bean squids, squealed Ivy. You know what? Let's, you want to pull all those out so it doesn't make a little clicking noise every time? Yeah, we could just pull them out. Sorry, guys, you're going to hear dumping, dumping of pins. And that way, you can just grab it. You don't have to put it back. Okay, noises, noises. Yeah, uh, being uh, being squid squealed Ivy. She raced into the into the breezeway. Bean's sleeve was in her hand, so Bean raced with her. Together, they left the school behind and hurried towards Pancake Court. Do you remember what Pancake Court is? Their neighborhood. Yeah, their address, or part of their address, their street. Okay, puffed Bean. How are we saved? Ivy stopped. The field trip. We're going to run away. We'll run away to the aquarium and and we'll ne- and we'll stay there until after the world da- of dance is over. Running away, what a great idea. Bean had been waiting for years to run away. What she had been waiting for, but she'd been waiting for a reason. She didn't want to hurt her parents' feelings by running away for no reason. The world of dance was a great reason and this was a chance of a lifetime. Oh yeah, Bean suddenly remembered the other reason she'd never run away. What about food, she asked. Easy peasy parcheesy, said Ivy. I read in a book that you know how people throw money into fountains. We scrape it off the bottom of the fountain after the aquarium closes at night, and then we go buy food with it. 
That was pretty smart and Bean was impressed. Also, it was it would be fun to walk into a fountain without grown-ups freaking out about it. Cool, she said. Where do we sleep? We'll find a spot once we get there. Aquariums are good for sleeping because they're dark. And quiet. Fish are very quiet, Picture Bean said. Bean pictured herself drifting to sleep with fish swirling around her. It would be so nice. It'll be like sleeping on a boat. Do you ever remember going to a, an aquarium, a big aquarium? Mm-mm. You don't? It's cool. So it's like, look at this wall. This wall mm-hmm. times like, I want to say the one in Monterey times like a hundred. Look at this wall right here. And it's all a big fish tank with huge fish and it's so relaxing. It's literally like being underwater because it's all clear. Ivy rubbed her hands together. In this book, I read that kids filled their clarinet with extra, with extra underwear, but we'll have to use my backpack. My backpack's pretty big. Uh, we should bring jackets too, and money. In the book, they brought their money. Why do we need more money if we're going to scrape it off of the fountain, Mass Beans? Well, because I only have because I only have four dollars and some coins. I've got twenty six and some coins, said Ivy, but I don't want to spend it. I'm saving it for a glass doll. There will be plenty of money in the fountain, Bean decided, and we'll get to clean and we'll get to clean at the same time, said Ivy. Boy, Bean said, shaking her head. It's too bad I wasted all of that time worrying. Somehow, knowing that they were going to run away made ballet class better. Still not good, Bean said, but better. I don't know, said Ivy. She was watching Dulcie do an I don't even know what that word is. Arabisque. <laughs> an arabisque is when you stretch one arm out and one leg out at the same time. So that's a ballet move. Look at that. All right. Okay. I don't know if that's how you say it. Sorry, guys. Oh, and that's just a cute, silly picture of all the kids dancing and Bean and Ivy looking like lunatics. The night before the field trip, Bean packed her backpack with useful items. Band-aids, check. Pencil, check. String, check. Underwear, check. Bag of salt, check. Why would you bring string in a bag of salt? What would you do with that? That's weird. Eat it? You would get so, Do you know what would happen if you eat salt? Hmm. Well, first of all, salt. when you eat salt, what happens? You get very, very... Sick? Thirsty. But if you eat... Oh, like, that's what happens if you eat salty food. But if you eat actual salt... Oh, my goodness. It will make you sick. It's like if you've ever heard of somebody getting stranded in the ocean and you're mm-hmm. so thirsty and you're like so desperate for water and they drink water, the salt water, do you know what it does to you? Hmm. It dehydrates your body even more. And guess what it gives you? Hmm. Diarrhea, cha-cha-cha. So then you probably like die faster. <laughs> that, was, that would be awful. Um, okay, beans, uh, okay, um, salt. Nancy had told her once that all you need to stay alive was salt and water. Bean, okay, well, that makes sense why she's bringing it. Bean figured there would be plenty of water at the aquarium. Bean zipped her backpack closed. She looked around her room, and it seemed like she would be discussing important things with Ivy, but she couldn't think of anything important, but she called Ivy anyways. Are you ready? She said. Who is this? asked Ivy. It's Bean. Oh, hi, Bean, said Ivy. She didn't like talking on the phone. What do you want? Are you ready? Say 10-4 if you are. Say what? 10-4, said Bean. 14, said Bean. No, I mean, said Ivy. No, it means yes, Bean said. Yes, what? Ivy, yes, I'm ready, yelled Bean. Oh, good, I'm ready too. Ivy hung up. 
Forget it. Bean went back to her room and it was almost bedtime, which meant it was it was almost morning, which meant it was almost running away time. Bean could hardly wait. Okay, would you be a little afraid to run away? Where would you go? Aquarium. Where is there an aquarium that you could walk to from here? I would probably go to um, Presley's house. Okay. Because I know what it is. Okay, but her mom would be like, hey, Peyton's here. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, next chapter. Very fishy. Miss Aruba Tate's class swarmed off of the bus. They were proud. I know, but I would say that um, I, I'm having a sleep. I couldn't sleep at their house for a week. Yeah, but her mom would for sure call me because I do carpool in the morning with everybody. <laughs> Miss Aruba Tate's class swarmed off of the bus. They were well, proud. Well, immediately, if you were missing, I would call the police. Oh. Literally. I would literally be pinned. Hey, listen, you know what? I listened to too many, too many morbid episodes, and I know better not to call the police right away. I would literally be freaking out. Wouldn't you be freaking out? Well, hey, well, I have a question. What would you do if you woke up and nobody was here? One time I did do that. What? In my dream. Oh. Okay, but what would you do in real life if you woke up and nobody was here? Would you just be, at first, so confused? Dude, I'd be, I know, I would be confused. Well, actually, one time I did, but then I found you guys, because you guys were... Like you were in the garage or backyard or something, huh? No, 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 so, so I woke up, I looked where you usually are, mm-hmm. at the kitchen table, so yeah. I was like... That's so I cool. look in your room, mm-hmm. you're not there, mm-hmm. I look in the garage. Okay, so where were we? Oh, you guys were in the garage talking, or mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. and then you walked through the gate. Oh, we like kept missing each other. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. Inside, oh my gosh. I your room, so I was just freaking out, because I didn't, you guys, I didn't see you guys. Okay, how long until you think you'd cry? I say, I say seven minutes, max. You'd be crying within seven minutes. You're too sensitive. What do you say? Five or six? <laughs> Actually, you'd probably be crying in like four minutes. Huh? <laughs> yeah. And I did start crying. You yeah. did? No, Peyton. I'm so... That's so... I sad. couldn't find you until... <laughs> and there's like no phone because you don't have a phone because you're a kid. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, their best behavior had been excellent. If you didn't count Maggie Lee and Dissett. They stamped up and down the stairs towards the aquarium front door. Who will get there first? Who would be the best? Oh my goodness. Boys and girls, stop, hollered Miss Aruba Tate. They stopped. Miss Aruba Tate didn't holler very often. Boys and girls, stay where you are and don't move. Stay with your buddy. Try and stay together. Oh, she seems like she's like all over the place because her face being crazy. The white marble patio outside of the aquarium was full of hollering teachers and wandering kids. These kids were sliding down the handrails on the stairs. There were, there were boys throwing their backpacks at each other. There were girls walking on the rim of the fountain. All the teachers were trying to get all the kids to stand still. What a nut house, thought Bean. Boys and girls, follow me. You think she was, like, irritated, like, boys and girls, follow me, or boys and girls, follow me. What do you think? Irritated. Irritated? Okay. 
Miss Aruba Tate, or shouted Miss Aruba Tate, stay with your buddy. Linking See? arms. I'm, well, I'm saying it how, how you're saying it now. Except we'll just pretend she's irritated. Linking arms, Ivy and Bean climbed towards the big golden doors. Our new home, Bean whispered. They went inside because they're running away. Oh my gosh, that's funny. They went inside. They went inside. The aquarium was big and dim with dark hallways and dark hallways like arms leading off into many directions. It was sort of greenish all over. Even with hundreds of kids walking around, it was quiet. Okay, said Ivy, pulling out a list. The first thing that we have to find is a good hiding place. But they couldn't find a good hiding place because Miss Aruba Tate was calling them over to the alligator pit. The second grader, the second graders clustered around the pit and started down the stared down at the alligators. Look, Bean nudged Ivy. There's money in there. Bright coins sparkled in the slimy alligator water. Ivy looked. Uh, no way I'm going in that alligator pit to get the money, she said. Oh, right, said Bean. She stared at the money. What a waste. Alligators seemed dead anyways. They didn't even move. Maybe she could just slip in and out. What do you think? No. One of the alligators spread its mouth wide open for a yawn. Uh, maybe not. Stay together, called Miss Aruba Tate. Le oh, sorry, she's irritated. Stay together, called Miss Aruba Tate, leading them from the alligator pit to the dark hallway. Now we will see coastal zones. Ivy nodded at Bean. Coastal zones sounded like a good place to make a getaway. When do we eat lunch? yelled Paul. I'm starving to death. Now, whispered Ivy. Oh, oh, sorry, she wasn't talking to the kid. Now, whispered Ivy. She and Bean walked backwards. There will be no eating inside the aquarium, said Miss Aruba Tate. Ivy, Bean, stay with the group. Coastal zones turned out to be tide poles, and tide poles were good because you got to stick your hands in them. Ivy and Bean decided to run away later. Ivy held an orange starfish, which was really called a sea star, and had eyes at the end of its arms. Pretty neat. A sea anemone wrapped its soft tentacle around Bean's finger. She hoped that it didn't hurt when she pulled her finger away. After, a co after coastal zones, there were penguins. Penguins. Bean and Ivy liked penguins. Penguin. Penguin. <laughs> Bean and Ivy liked penguins, but Zuzu loved them. She cried when it was time to go. Eric said that he was going to freak out if they didn't see a shark soon, so Miss Rubitate let them skip the shrimp and move straight to the sharks. I want to see sharks, said Bean. Then we'll go. Ivy nodded. She wanted to see sharks, too. As it turned out, the sharks were not that exciting. For one, they were small, and they didn't swim around in circles, zip, zip. They didn't even care for a second if a second grade wanted to see them or not. They just zipped around. <clears throat> Come along, boys and girls, said Miss Aruba Tate. Let's investigate the kelp forest. The kelp forest? Boringsville. Bean nodded to Ivy. Ivy nodded to Bean, and they waited beside the shark glass while the rest of the class surged forward. Miss Aruba Tate was listening to Emma tell all about how she was seasick. One time, she didn't even notice Ivy and Bean. No one noticed. In a minute, they were all alone with the sharks. Now that Miss Aruba Tate's class was gone, Bean and Ivy could hear the sharks. They could hear them move through the water. Come on, Ivy pulled. Come on, Ivy pulled Bean's sleeve. Wait a second. Bean leaned closer to the glass wall. Bean wondered if they could hear her. Hi, she said to the sharks swam around, their black, empty eyes. They didn't care. Let's get out of here, said Ivy. 
They turned and scurried down the, down the hall lined with fish tanks. When they got to the end of the hall, they turned, and <clears throat> they turned down another. Then another, they had done it. They were runaways. Ocean life going bad. Ivy and Bean came to, into a gray room. It didn't have any ocean life in it. What it did have were a lot of dishes. We must be near the cafeteria, said Ivy. A man walked into the, into the room pushing a cart. He didn't look surprised to see them, but he also didn't look happy either. No kids in here, or oh, sorry, no kids in here, he said. Cafeteria is that way, he pointed to the other door. Oh, okay, said Bean, and she and Ivy <clears throat> went through the other door. Now they were in a dark hallway, a dark, small hallway. They could barely see the sign on the wall. It said, life without light, creatures of the deep sea. Perfect, said Ivy. Perfect for what, said Bean. It didn't look perfect to her, it looked dark. Life without light, said Ivy. Oh my God, if anybody heard that, that was that. What was our kittens, right? Oh my God, we'll explain the kittens at the end. Because how many kittens do we have? In that room right there. We have, we have four kittens in the room. And we will explain why. At the end of this podcast. <laughs> Life without light, said Ivy. It's great for sleeping. Plus, nobody's going to be able to see us. Bean looked around the hall. We're going to sleep in here? No, it's just until they put the si- just where they put the sign. The fish and stuff are in there. She pointed to the doorway. Together, they walked into a long, narrow room. At least Bean thought it was long and narrow. She couldn't really tell because it was so dark. It was even darker than the hall. Why don't you turn on some lights, whispered Bean. It seemed like a whispering place. It's showing what it's like to live in the deep sea. The sun doesn't get all the way down there, whispered Ivy. So that's all just a dark room? Bean shook her head. I don't know. I can't, I can't tell you. Do you see fish, fish tanks anywhere? Bean looked hard into the darkness. She could see some glimmering on the wall. Maybe it was glass or something? Bean started to get worried, a worried feeling. Why aren't there any people in here, she asked. I don't know, said Ivy again. Bean could see the outline of Ivy's head as she looked from side to side. Maybe the sign was old. Maybe there's nothing in here. For a moment, they stood there in the dark. It was so quiet that they heard the sound of quiet. Have you ever heard that? It's weird, huh? Mm-hmm. Bean began to think of all of the things that might be slithering silently towards them. Ivy, I'm not liking this so much. Ivy, Ivy linked her arm to Bean's. It was a little better. A little. There's got to be a light switch around here somewhere, said Ivy. If we walk around, I bet that we'll find it. And once we turn on the light, we'll figure out how, where to hide our backpacks. Slowly, with their arms out, they walked against the wall. Bean's hand brushed against the cool glass. No light switches. Nothing. She felt around the edges. Hey, said Ivy. Here's a button thing. Should I push it? Um, said Bean. What if it opens up a trapdoor and water gushes out? Too late. Ivy had pushed the button. <laughs> what is it with kids needing to push buttons? <laughs> Uh, Ivy had pushed the button. The wall in front of them began to glow with red light. For a second, they blinked at the brightness, and then they saw behind the glass was black water rising high above their heads. They pressed their faces to the window. (sighs) Was it just empty water? I don't see any fish, Bean began to say. And then 
a massive mouth came hurtling towards them, shining with thousands of needle teeth. Yikes, said Bean, and she took an enormously bag- backwards, dragging Ivy behind her. This is the fish that's in, um, the scary fish that's in, you say it. Yeah, fighting mm-hmm. Because it doesn't have the light. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. Okay, well, the fish looks like the fish in Finding the scary fish in Finding Nemo, but this one doesn't have the light. Ooh. Holy moly cannoli! She squeaked. What the heck is that? Ivy didn't say anything, but her hand held beans tightly, and the giant mouth was attached to a long, snaky creature with bright eyes. Ooh. Well, I guess this is what it looks like at the bottom of the sea, whispered Ivy. Bean shivered. On the other side of the glass was a fish. Oh, a fish swam by. A thin arm sprouting from its head. That one is the one from Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. At the end of this arm was a glowing lump. This fish swished its head from side to side. And after gl- the glowing lump swung like a lantern, slowly the girls made their way around the room. Long white worms poked from tubes. See-through fish wiggled along, trailing, wiggled along, trailing other fish with glowing eyeballs, shining blobs with no heads, or tails, or, or tails rolled on the floor of the tank. Are they alive? Could we turn the lights off again? Ivy asked in a small voice. I can't stop looking at these blobs. Bean reached over the bot- button and under the glass and pressed it. The red light faded. Oh, what do you think this one is? That's a squid. That's what they're supposed to be in the um, in the ballet performance. Thick nightmare darkness. That's what it was. With worms and giant mouths in it. Ivy said Bean. I don't think I can live in here for two weeks. Sure you can. Ivy said, but her voice did not sound short. They're inside tanks. Tanks. Tank glass is super strong. There was a pause. I keep thinking that they're watching us, said Bean. I keep thinking that this glass is going to break, said Ivy. Bean pictured a giant mouth whizzing towards her, and she jumped up and pressed the button on again. It was a different button, though. The most famous creature of the deep sea can't be seen in an aquarium because it has never been captured alive. The giant squid which may reach a a length of 40 feet, shown here in a rare video. Okay, 40 feet. I think that that's... Should we Google this really quickly and see if that's like the length of a bus? Okay, but actually we'll do it at the end because Peyton's using using the other phone for... Oh my gosh, you guys, I got to post a picture of what she's drawing on this episode. I'm going to make it the profile picture, okay? That's so good. Well, she's very good at drawing. The most, um, mm, 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 mm. okay, the voice went on talking, but Bean and Ivy didn't hear it. They were watching the video. An enormous white blob flapped in empty black water, its long, blubbery white arms trailing behind. Around and around it spun and ruffled and circled, dancing in the water. It was like a horrible willy, or will I? I don't know, I don't know how to say that. Bean thought, its legs flailed and waved. Then, with a giant flap and whirl, the squid shot towards them. Its huge head, its head, huge and soft, turned, and then suddenly, the single-eyed monster, an eye the size of a dinner plate, stared right into theirs. It could see them. Oh crap, look how big it is, Bean. 
For a second, Ivy and Bean stood frozen until they began to run. But remember, it's just a video. <laughs> it's funny. They tore up a dark hallway filled with sardines then down a dark hallway, hallway filled with jellyfish. Oh, jellyfish is my favorite part of any. Um, yeah. You can actually, if you want, open this up and do it on the inside of the book so you don't have to ruin your rock. They tore up a dark hallway filled with sardines and down a dark hallway filled with jellyfish. They flashed past the sharks, past the penguins, past the alligator pit, and exploded through the heavy golden doors into the outside world. Air instead of water, light instead of darkness, people instead of fish. For a moment, they stood there panting and gasping. I love light, thought Bean. I love air. I love this white marble patio. Bean, Ivy, where on earth have you been? Miss Arubitate rushed towards them with her open arms. Did you get lost? We were looking everywhere. Oh dear, I was so worried. She gathered them up in a giant big hug. Oh dear, I, she said, oh honeys. Ivy and Bean let themselves be hugged. It felt nice after that squid to be hugged. We're okay, said Bean. We got lost, said Ivy. That, that was kind of true. Oh, sweeties, said Miss Aruba Tate, and hugged them again. Why, did, why didn't you go off to one of the guards? Didn't I tell you to go to a guard if you got lost? There weren't any guards, said Bean, and that was completely true. Now the rest of Miss Aruba Tate's class was clustering around. There you are, said Emma. See, Miss Aruba Tate, I told you they weren't dead. We got to see the eels, and you didn't, said Eric. They're hecka gross. I can't believe you guys got lost, said Vanessa. Where'd you go? Into a part of the aquarium that no one has ever seen before, said Ivy. There was a big, there was a squid with eyes this big. And Bean said, holding out her hands, holding her hands apart. You're making that up, said Vanessa. We're not, said Ivy. There were white worms in its mouth with teeth. Girls, interrupted Miss Aruba Tate. Um, I think the puppy's right outside the door. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're not, said Ivy. There were white worms in his mouth, in his, in this mouth with teeth. <laughs> girls and girls interrupted Miss Rubitate. She looked very serious. Girls, are you telling me that you were wandering around the aquarium, having a good time, and that you didn't even try and find us? Ivy and Bean looked at each other. Um, said Bean. We're trying to find you, said Miss Arubitate, said Ivy. We just happened to see a few worms and things while we were trying. Ivy and Bean, I'm very disappointed in you, said Miss Arubitate. Our, our class had discussed safety rules many times, and I was counting on you being mature enough to understand that this field trip is an educational experience, not an excuse for bad behavior. Oh, have you, has your teacher ever said you had bad behavior? It is a worse feeling, huh? Oh, man, I hate that. All the way to the bus, Miss Aruba Tate talked about disappointment and safety and bad behavior. Ivy and Bead nodded. They said she was right and they were wrong. They said they were very sorry. She said she was going to have to tell their parents. Ivy and Bead nodded. They knew she had to. They also knew that their parents were going to be mad and that they were gonna have they were gonna be in big trouble. But Ivy and Bean didn't care as long as each of them could hold one of Miss Rubitate's hand on the bus ride home. As long as they never had to go back to that aquarium and see that squid again their whole lives. <laughs> he wants to come in. <laughs> They're right. Okay, squid arenas. They were right. Bean's mother was mad. 
This was not what I expected from you, Bernice Blue. When you go on this on a, on a trip of any kind, I expect you to listen to the grown-ups in charge. This is something we've discussed a thousand times. Bean's mother folded her arms and glared at Bean. Hey, I just have to say one thing. If you ever go on a field trip and you wander off, they probably will not ever let you go on another field trip again. So don't do that. Even though you think it's like fun and exciting from the book, if you do that, they'll probably put you on a list that you're just not allowed to do field trips anymore. And then you're going to miss like the best field trips. So don't ever do that, guys. Right? Bean could tell that she was supposed to say something. I'm sorry, she said. I should think so, said her mother. She glared at them some more. Well, we'll talk about this. Well, we'll talk about co the consequences this evening when Daddy comes home. In the meantime, both of you guys go upstairs and try on your ballet costumes, and I don't want to hear any complaining. Bean and Ivy walked quietly upstairs. Quietly, they closed the door to Bean's room. Oy, oy, oy. Okay, Bean's room. Oh, whew, said Ivy. That was a close one. That's not over yet, said Bean. Your mom has to still get mad. I know, said Ivy. But at least none of them found out about the running away part. We've got to get rid of the evidence, said Bean, busily pulling the bag of salt, band-aids, string, and underwear out of her backpack. She stuffed it all under her bed. Ivy did the same. Jeez, Bean said, and she slumped against her bed. What a day. Ivy lie down on the floor. I'm pooped. Are you trying on those costumes, shouted Bean's mom from downstairs. Sheesh, Bean said, getting up. Work, 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 that's all I do. The white leotards lay across the her bed, stuffed tights, legs, <laughs> stuff, stuffed tight legs, tangled around them. Come on, said Bean, you have to try yours on too. Ivy sighed and got up. Together, they untangled the legs and and got dressed and pulled up the pulled on the white leotards. Bean looked at Ivy and the white leotard with ten white legs dangling from their waist. Ivy looked at Bean. I don't think Madame Joy has ever seen a real squid, she said. Bean thought about that long, about that long, those long blubbery white legs. Real, uh, white legs. It made her, her head prickle. Remember its legs? Ivy nodded. And its eye? Remember how it looked at us? Like he was excited. Like he could hardly wait to squeeze the life out of us, said Bean. Like we were food, Ivy agreed. Squids are not friendly, Bean announced. And Ivy lifted lifted up one of her white tight legs and shook it. Real squids would wrap their legs around Dulcie and squish her. Bean giggled. And then it would eat starfish and seahorses. She bonked Ivy with one of the tight legs. And the prince. Ivy bonked her back and then... It would look at, and then it would look at the audience with its humongo eye and say, "You people are my dessert." There was a pause. You know, Bean said thoughtfully, "We could use your face paint to make big black eyes." There was another pause. Ivy and Bean looked at each other. Madam, Madam Joy would kill us," said Ivy. "We won't do anything," said Bean. "We'll just look more like real squids." She won't mind. In a way, she. She should be glad, said Ivy. We'll be teaching everyone what squids really look like. I don't think her teacher is going to be happy. Yeah, it's educational, said Bean. For the first time, she felt a little bit excited about being a squid. And maybe at the very end, after the rest of the dance is over, we can 
We can be two squid trying to squeeze the life out of each other. Yeah, Ivy said carefully, like this. And she jumped on Bean and wrapped the three tentacles around Bean's arms. Bean hit Ivy over the head with the height, with the tight leg and growled. The two unfriendly squids bashed and squished each other until they had to lie down on the floor. You know what, said Bean after a minute. What, said Ivy. By the time we get through with it, wedding beneath the sea is going to be a lot like Giselle, only more exciting. Ivy smiled. Plus more scientific. I just knew we'd end up liking ballet. Bean smiled happily. That's so cute. Okay, and it gives you like a peek. This, you know, we didn't do any of these before. It gives you a peek into um, book seven. It, oh, no, no, no. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, that's right. Book seven is called Ivy and Bean. What's the big idea? And when I looked at it, it looked like it was um, scientific. Like they're going to do some scientific experiments. You want me to get it now? Yeah. Okay, so we said at the end of the episode that we would talk about the kitties. What, let's explain the kitties. Why do we have four ki- Why do we have four cats? Because we adopted them from the adoption center. No, we're doing foster. I mean foster. foster. Yeah, so we started doing foster. And we are crazy about animals. And guess, you want to tell them what we're making that room into? My kitty room. A kitty room! Okay, so you guys, check this out. We have four um, foster kitties. We're going to keep yeah. two of them. One of them is an all-black little boy kitty, and he's so cute. And what's his name? His name is Binks. Yep, Binks. Where did you get that name? Hocus Pocus. Yep. And then the other one is... Patches. Uh-huh. And she's a teeny tiny little girl calico. Oh, we've forgotten Binks is a boy. I don't know if I said that. Yeah, you said Okay. That. And then we have two. The other two kittens are all black. And both, both girls. Yep, yeah, both One's girls. tuxedo cat. All black, except one has white paws. And like, it's a tuxedo. Yeah, tuxedo, if you know what that is. And they're so cute. So, and, and they're really sweet. They literally, and, when we go in the room, they come swarm us, huh? And the all the... And the all black one, her she um is named Raven, That's and right. the other one is named Socks. Yep, and Raven and Socks have a home. They just oh, actually tonight I have an alarm set. Tonight we have to go drop them off at the animal shelter because they're gonna get fixed tomorrow. Oh, cool, huh? My cats. Everybody's getting fixed, yeah. Um, and then the two little kitties have new homes. Who are th- who are they going to? Your friend, mm-hmm. son. Auntie Danny and Jacob. Yeah, Jacob's getting Your friend's son. Yeah. They're, Jacob got two kittens for his birthday, and Jacob is like us. He is a cat person. We're actually kind of like an everything person, huh? Okay, so I think in the next episode, let's talk about our pet spiders. Yeah. Yeah, and they're really, really cute. And that sounds creepy, and like it's not They're possible. not tarantulas. No. They're jumping spiders, and they're really cute and small. They're so cute. I saw cute. one in the grass the other morning. Did you see me, like, in the grass? Oh, yeah. You always you always find the spiders, huh? Okay, so I say we... I was trying to catch it. Every episode, let's talk about, fly. like, our new pets. So okay. this one, we talked about the kitties. Next one, we'll Kind of. Yeah. jumping spiders. Yeah, but we kind of introduced it, and we're like, we'll talk about it at the next one. Because you guys, yeah. since we did the last episode, we kind of had gotten a lot of more animals. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're a little animal crazy. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And in the kitty room, what is Angron making for the kitty room, the litter box thing? He has a little 
he made this little, well, actually he bought like a doghouse outside and he's going to attach it to the outside. So really? yeah. So that the litter box goes into that and we never smell litter box. Cause it's like, I clean the litter box three times a day, but because there's four little kitties in there, I think they're all like kind of going to the bathroom. Plus how many kitties do we have in our room? Three. Three. So I have more kitties in my room. Oh my gosh. So we're going to have five cats. We're crazy. This is why we need Two a cat. Two are my cats. Well, actually, three are my cats. Oh, yeah, because later. Yeah. Yep. You want to... Well, okay, let's say all the cats' names that are ours before we say goodbye. Later. Later. Binks. And Binks. And Patches. Patches. What about the other two? Those are your kitties. Oh, why not? Would you want to introduce... You want to see what they are? Their names. Paris mm-hmm. and Cupcake. Paris and Cupcake. So we have... I'll go in order of how old they are. Oldest to youngest. We have um, Cupcake. Then we have Paris. Then we have Later. Then we have Where's Binks. the youngest? Yeah. Yep. I know. And she's the biggest. And then we have Binks. And then we have Little Miss Patches. Patches is so tiny. And they're so sweet, you guys. So if you know anybody that lives in the Reading area or even down to... Um, Sacramento we will totally meet you halfway if you want kitties um and I think we have a little Instagram page it's called Hotel California. <laughs> so if you guys are in the area and you guys want little kitties to adopt let us know because we're going to pay all of the adoption fees um for the kitties that we foster right Pay? yeah yep okay see you guys next time